seen a lot of uh, Scottish football on television uh, back in Holland. And uh, of course, uh, you see a fantastic uh, arena here. So, I mean, it was, it was uh, interesting to come to uh, Scotland uh, and play for Celtic. Hello, welcome to the Violet Celtic Podcast. My name is Lawrence Donegan, and I'm joined this week, as I'm joined every week, by my good pal and co-host, Mr. Remy McSwain. How are you doing, Remy? I'm the same as it was the last time you asked me two minutes ago. I'm ah, before you asked me to edit that. So, anyway, uh, <laughs> the uh, we'll crack on. Uh, our guest this week, Rem, has got to get to his bed by 10 o'clock, apparently every night. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, it'll ruin his male modelling career. Kevin, Sco- <laughs> Kevin Schofield, how you doing, pal? Oh, I thought it was, Martin. I thought it was Martin Bain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very well, Lawrence. Very Thank good. Uh, how, how are you following Celtic in these uh, rubbishy times? Well, I mean, we're all on a level playing field now, aren't we? Since, regardless of where you live, you can't get into the game anyway. So <laughs> you've just got to watch it. You've just got to watch it where you, where, you can, where you can, you know, you pay for streams or whatever. That's it. We're all in the same boat. Uh, actually, Rem, you watched it on Ross County TV. How was Ross County TV? I- uh, yeah, it was uh, it was surprisingly good. Was uh, it? Uh, aye, everything was all right. Up, to, it was it was oh. all perfect till about two minutes before the kickoff, and then the boom, Verizon advert came up. And was like, oh, here we go. Um, but uh, it rebooted, and I literally turned it on, and we got the penalty, and it was absolutely fine after that. So for what I paid, it was quite expensive. I've got to say, in sort of one-off terms, but I'd have paid more to get into the game, but the stream quality was fine. Just unfortunate. Again, you've got John Hartson and Stephen Cragen, but apart from that, there was no no complaints about the quality of the stream. Uh, actually, I thought the boy, the host boy from Ross County was quite good. Uh, he's pretty good. He, he's on the BBC more than Kevin, so uh, he, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> And the... Uh, sorry, Rem, just how did it compare with the Celtic TV or Celtic Whatever pass, how did it compare with well, that service? Well, it, well, it worked. Well, that's true. Yeah. No, I, I have to be honest. The the Celtic, uh, the pass to Paradise was perfect against the. Uh, oh, was the last home game? Motherwell. Yeah. So they seem to have ironed out a lot of the the problems, um, and it hopefully from that step from now on. But I, I really hope it's all over soon. The, uh, we'll come out to the Ross County game, but before, what's happening there? Um, but before we do that, I, I just want to, I was looking at it tonight, uh, Benfica out of the Champions League, Alkmaar out, uh, so I mean if you're a Benfica fan, Kevin, what did you spend, was it 80 million or something on players, new manager? Yeah, you know, it just shows you, you can, even spending that kind of money, type of money doesn't guarantee you getting through, I mean, our, our perennial complaint is that we aren't prepared enough we don't uh, get the players in before the Champions League qualifiers which is why we always get knocked out but it just shows you even spending a fortune you can still get knocked out so it's a bit of a worry though because apparently we can maybe get them in the next round which I wouldn't fancy that. Uh, I think we'll wait for Mirabjic 67 for total confirmation on that. Here, um, the just going back. We've um, got to get to the next round first. The, uh, before we, there was a lot of, uh, again, it's two or three weeks ago, I actually forgotten about it, I just, it's just one of those horrible memories you try and wipe from your, from your, whatever, your back catalogue, the, um, but uh, I noticed that Ferris Varus are playing Dino Zagreb tomorrow night, uh, Kevin, after the match, the infamous match, all sorts of goings on, Lots of calls for the manager to go or to reconsider. Certainly, I was on Twitter going mental. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not as mental as some, I'll hasten to add. It's a nameless <laughs> few. Some went, some went properly <laughs> mental. <laughs> the, the, uh, what were your thoughts on it, Kim? I mean, it's obviously very disappointing, but there was a bit of a, a grim inevitability to it as well. I can't say I was massively confident going into the game I mean I think having no fans there takes away a lot of the home advantage but it was still an advantage and we blew it 
basically. And yeah, again, you know, despite what we just said about Benfica, it's another uh, Champions League qualifier that we've got into underprepared, you know. I mean, I think most folk would probably say that the transfer window has been all right, but we didn't get the players in that we needed to get to get through, or at least to give us a decent chance of getting through. Um, and it was just a bizarre, you know, again, a bizarre team selection by the manager when it really matters. I, I don't know. I don't know why why he does that, really. Um, but right. I, I, I certainly wasn't losing the plot like some people were. But it was, die. It is. It is. It is what it is. I think what it means is that one way or another, he's he's not going to last past the end of this season. I think. I think that's. I can't see him. Uh, even if we win the league, I can't see Len still being there next season. But well, the the match is one thing. The team selection was bizarre. You said we didn't get the players in the time. We had two centre forwards sitting on the bench that we had signed. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, the uh, what I didn't appreciate Abbott was he came out and he was slaughtering the players. You know, if you don't want to be, I was just it sounded like the old Lennon. You know, he'd come back yeah. and we thought that well, he seems to have matured. Uh, he's all very calm and considered, and lo and behold, uh, he's out there telling players if you don't want to be here, leave and all, which is just insane. Uh, I don't know what's yeah. going on in his mind for that. Uh, I don't know, uh, Rem. What were your views on all of that? Well, I, I, I should state uh, that I, I'm going to come over all Lawrence Donegan here. I did not see the game at all. Um, I was on holiday um, and didn't see it. So I was following the game on uh, text from my mate. And, I, I, well, obviously I, I knew the team. I told you the team in the afternoon that Edward wasn't playing and you didn't believe me that Christie was playing as a false number nine. I hate that term as well. So immediately the team looks a gamble. Um, we're playing a guy in a position he doesn't normally play. Uh, I accept that a Yeti's not match fit and that goes to Kevin's point earlier. We don't get the players in in time. Um, but I don't see why Clamalla couldn't have started the game uh, and given you 45 minutes to an hour. So I, I agree, I thought the team was wrong. Um, and the goal that we conceded to lose was just embarrassing. Uh, just embarrassing. That, that was Sunday League football. Um, and again, if that's Shane Duffy that's there, that ball's in the stand. Um, so we didn't get him in in time either, despite it being rumoured for three or four weeks. Um, so, there's excuses for every Champions League defeat. Uh, you can always look at things and, you know, we were unlucky or things in isolation. You know, there's a common thread running through all our Champions League failure and it's the big cheese. Um, he signs the checks. Oh. We don't get the players in in time. We yeah. need, he needs to go. You're kidding me on. He needs to go at the end of the season. Lowell. Oh, by the way, hang on a second. We're talking about this game last week, right? The manager picked a shocking team. Shocking. I just said that. Yeah. You said the manager got the team wrong. What I'm saying though is... Hang on a minute. Hold on. You asked me if the manager... We have failed to qualify for the Champions League under Lennon, Rodgers and Dyla. Right, three managers have qualified twice in seven years. There's a common thread. Talking about the Ferran Farris game, right? The manager picked a shocking team. When the team was leaked, by the way, he hasn't stopped that, so that's another failing of his. When the team was leaked, nobody, nobody could believe it. Nobody. Okay, he's playing at a. He played three five two last uh, the second half of last year. It was brilliant. Okay, I don't know what he's got this thing in his head about four two three one. It doesn't work. He, he's trying to fit players in. Certainly in that game, he was trying to fit players in where they just he can't play. He's playing Taylor and Elliot. You see, they're both playing in the same three yard square. Uh, so he's picked a wrong team. He's picked a wrong formation. He he makes changes. He switches to a three five two too late. Uh, so he's obviously un- realizes that oh I mean, this isn't right so I'll change it it's too late so he's 
So there's that. He then comes out after the games and tells players, and everybody knows who the players were, because Harry Brady had floated on our podcast the week before, tell them if they don't want to be there, they can leave. How's that good for team morale? And then to follow up, I know they won the Motherwell game, but he then picked the same team in the same formation. For no other reason, certainly to my eyes, no other reason than ego. So for you to come and say that it's Peter Lowell's responsibility, eh, sorry, well, I think it's both the responsibility. Right. I, mean, I don't think it, I don't think it's an either or. I think definitely Lennon, and I think Remy, to be fair, made that point that Lennon picked a shocking team, and he has to carry a lot of the response. All the things you mentioned, slaughtering the players after that was that was nuts. Uh, but Lawwell is. I mean, how long has he been chief executive? Now? Is it fifteen years? Oh, it's longer, longer than, than that. that. Longer than Seventeen. That. Seventeen. I think it is. I mean, that is just utterly ridiculous. You know, f- for no other reason you need. Just somebody else, and just for you know, a, a different vision for the club because, I mean, yeah, it's just been far too long, and he is the common denominator, as Remy says as well. You know, you can't just point the finger at the manager every single time. I don't know why we, we get into this position where clearly Law doesn't like to speculate to accumulate, but we've gotten in the perverse situation this year of we didn't really get the players in in time, or we didn't get all the players that the manager wanted. We end up getting bombed out of Europe or Champions League again. So you kiss bye-bye to you know, 20 million quid. But knowing how important this season is for other reasons, he's still having to shell out all the money afterwards. And I don't understand why you couldn't have spent the money beforehand and at least give yourself a better chance at the Champions League cash. Um, I don't know. Dear Ren, you might know. Who has final approval on players? I, I'm guessing that Peter Lawler doesn't say to to Neil Lennon, right, here's a player, get on with it. It's not a Daniel Levy kind of... No, I, I, thought, it was, I, thought, I thought it was agreed that there was a, a committee that agreed who we should buy. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying Lennon hasn't signed these players, right? The, the manager, we can't go back to the, oh, Lennon signed him and Lowell signed him. Right, Hammond, Hammond is in charge of recruitment. From what I can see, he is doing a relatively good job with probably one hand tied behind his back. But if they identify, if the transfer committee says Shane Duffy's the centre half that we want and he wants to come because no doubt someone will have spoken to him, why is it taking three and four weeks to get transfers tied up? Now, the other thing I would say, I agree with Kevin, we were undercooked and we were underprepared. I think ball and goalie takes a massive responsibility for that we lost we lost two games that we could have got our players better prepared used to a shape match fit we lost them because of that fucking idiot and what he did was idiotic and another one who is a complete idiot is Griffiths because he should have been fit and his lack of professionalism meant we had we had Ryan Christie you know, from what I saw in the Motherwell game, Ryan Christie was playing behind the midfielders, but he was meant to be up front because it's not a natural position to him. He runs about like a blue ass fly and he wants involved with everything. He cannot play centre forward. So if Klamala's not match fit, well, and he maybe he couldn't play 90 minutes, but we didn't need 90 minutes out of him. A Yeti signed too late again. Griffiths was our number two striker and his lack of professionalism meant he wasn't available. So again, there are reasons. I agree Lennon got the team wrong. And the formation. But, okay, he got the formation wrong. I didn't see the game. What I've been told is we were really unlucky. We hit the bar. We, we had a goal disallowed. It was seemingly nothing wrong with it. So you can point, and, but we're unlucky. And we're unlucky every year. And we've always got players who don't... We've always got players getting into Champions League qualifiers who want to leave, and we know that they're going to go right after the qualifiers. You know, a couple of years ago, it was uh, Boyata went in strike, sorry, was injured and didn't play against uh, AEK, which meant we had Jack Henry. You know, Van Dyke's done it. I even go back to Fortuny. You know, played against Utrecht. We get gubbed and then he flew to Birmingham. He signed for somebody. We always have players who are expecting to leave 
if the manager comes out and slates them, that's his fault. If he if he knowingly picks guys that want to leave, that's his problem. If, uh, in my work, if somebody wants to leave, they go to their garden. They're not allowed into the building because they don't want to be there. And if these guys want to leave and you don't trust them to do the job, don't play them. And just one final word on Ryan Christie. We've all been watching him for two years. The idea that he could play as a, as a number nine, I, I mean, I don't know what the manager's thinking about that. Uh, as you said, he's not... Uh, He's not. What's he's not positionally disciplined. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So why would you pick him there? I, I, anyway, I think you're bang on, uh, Kev. Uh, to end of the season, I think there might be. Well, who knows? Depending on what happens, but there there'll be a. If there is a new broom to to go through, I hope it sweeps out uh, Neil Lennon. Right. Get... I'll, d- I'll devil's advocate for you. Yep. We do ten in a row. Yep. We win the treble again in December. Can I just stop you there, just quickly? Right, that will not happen this year. Anyway, go on. Right. We get to the Europa League last eight and we win the Scottish Cup again. For talking sake, do you get rid of Neil Lennon? Again, it's like, well, do do you want to go, Kev? I was going to say, I mean, if if all those things come to pass, then, yeah, it would be very difficult. I mean, I can see everything that you've just said can absolutely happen but getting to the last eight of the Europa League I think is beyond us and is beyond Neil Lennon but I mean that I think would be the only thing that would save him would be a tremendous run in Europe I just think that he's been found wanting where it really matters which is trying to get into the Champions League Um, and you know I'll forever be uh, grateful to him for the way he came in when Rodgers left us in the lurch and everything like that I thought he's done a tremendous job but you know, if, if they really, truly have aspirations to um, kick on and become a Champions League club again, then I think you have to uh, get get somebody else in or just change change your whole approach, which is why I think Lowell should should go as well and make it, as Lawrence said, a proper uh, a broom to come in and sweep the whole place clean. The, um... Yeah, I, I think... I, I, sorry, I, I think he has done... He's made the same mistakes over and over again. Um and, and one of them is usually he throws a curveball into a big game. Yeah. Uh, so last year, it was McGregor at left back against Cluj. And they targeted him. He didn't make that mistake again when we played Cluj again. And we gubbed them no bother at Celtic Park. Copenhagen, he took a couple of gambles. He took a massive gamble against uh, Ferns Varos and it blew up in his face. And I and I think you, you should you know, when the gambling's what's it what's the slogan, Kev? When the when when the gambling's not fun, fun, it's time to stop. When the fun, it's fun to stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So why does he keep taking gambles and they fail? Right. He's got some tried and tested players. You don't move them out of position. You don't move your best players out of position. Now, I appreciate Edward wasn't there, but that's where Griffiths let us down. Scott Brown, I'm sorry, at a decent level in Europe, Scott Brown is done, right? And people, people he's, even his best defenders now say, oh, well, Scott Brown takes a few weeks to get up to speed, right? And he's probably going to take longer because of a three-month shutdown. You know what? See if he takes time to get up to speed. Why is he playing in the biggest games of the season, right? Didn't close down the first goal. That's him. Last year against Cluj, Gave away a stupid penalty. Two years before against Malmo, an awful header that cost us a goal. He does it too often in Europe. Undroppable. And until Lennon addresses that, he's going to have a problem in European games as well because you turn Scott Brown now, he's out of the game. Um, you, Scott Brown will be fine against in games against Ross County and stuff like that. And I know this is probably his last season but we have to look at how we manage him through games these days. Here, we'll, we'll move on. Just can I have a quick two things? The other thing that worries me about Lennon was his reaction post-game. As I said, I mentioned earlier on, all the stuff about the players and all that. That, to me, is that was just unforgivable stuff. Uh, you might feel that. You keep it indoors. 
uh, to be mm -hmm. out there publicly stating it, very reminiscent of the stuff he was getting up to at Hibs, which was uh, was embarrassing for Hibs, and it was certainly embarrassing for Celtic. Here, um, we should move on at Ross County game. Um, Kevin, uh, lo and behold, uh, we started the season. Oh, we had all that preparation time. Uh, we started the season four two three one. Uh, we appear on Saturday, uh, Ross County, good win five nil. Uh, playing a 3-5-2, uh, new signings in, uh, Duffy, uh, who else was new in, what was the team, uh, here we go, Barkas, Duffy, Ayer, Julien at the back, midfield of uh, Frimpong, 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 McGregor, Incham, Brown and Jamesy Forrest playing in my wing-back position, although left wing-back weirdly, and up front we had Ajeti and Edward, 3-5-2 uh, or 4-2-3, one Kev, what do you like? Well, I mean, it has to be three five two. I mean, as you said, the way they finished last season uh, playing that formation. But the difference then was they had two strikers who he could trust, yeah. in Edward and Griffiths. And up until probably this weekend, it was the first time that I mean, obviously, Yeti hasn't been fit, so he's not been able to play him for the start, or he's not felt comfortable playing him for the start. He obviously, for whatever reason, doesn't he rate Kamala as a starting striker. Uh, Edward's fit again so you've got Edward and Ayeti came back fit enough now to play so yeah you play 3-5-2 and lo and behold probably their best performance of the season the, the, the one thing that struck out to me when I looked at the team though was the like who's playing left wing back and it turned out it was Forrest so you know if you're going to play that formation you need two natural wing backs and obviously Forrest I mean, I always, he does okay as a right wing back because he's right footed but even then, I think it's a bit of a stretch, but we're crying out for somebody playing on the left-hand side, but we don't we don't have that, obviously, now, because you obviously can't trust Taylor either. The, uh, the well, we do. We've got a £16 million Southampton player, uh, left-sided player. Um, he doesn't... But he's not a wing-back. Well, he's not I, a wing-back, though, well, <laughs> well, of course he's not, but, I mean, can't we, can't we get him to do that job? Uh, I mean, we're asking... You need some engine to do that job properly. Well, he, and I think he's proven he doesn't really have that engine, I guess. But, I mean, if you know, he can't do that job better than James Forrest. It's a, I, I think Elliot is a great player, Rem, but I, I think we have we have a real problem trying to fit him into a formation that really, really works. The formation that appears to work for us is 3-5-2. And where do you put Elliot Nussi in that, that formation? Well, the only, the only place he can play... well. There's only two places he can play is the backup to the striker or maybe, maybe the 10 in the midfield. Maybe. Uh, I don't see any other place for him in the team. He's not a wing-back and he's not an out-and-out striker. Um, I mean, obviously, we're looking at this boy at Charlton and whether he's the one that's going to be the the solution to the problem. I mean, he's, he's supposedly ra absolutely rapid, um, which is... I think what we're looking at because, you know, sorry to be beating up on Taylor again. He's got no pace, no tricks, and can he cross a ball? Um, apart from that, he's brilliant. Apart from that, apart from that, he's brilliant. Aye, <laughs> but I mean, he's been he's been found out. No harm to the boy. He's he's a he's a good, honest player, and you wouldn't mind if they had to bring him in every now and then in the league cup against Thistle or something like that. You you, you wouldn't be you wouldn't be greeting you just go well that's fine he'll, he'll do okay because that's all he is he's an okay player he's just not top level and he's not going to he's not going to learn to do the things that we need him to do and he, he's not a wing back I mean he, his best form of his life was under Steve Clark at Kilmarnock he wouldn't have been allowed to cross the halfway line so you know I, I, no harm to him we need an upgrade and you know I'd Seemingly had two bids for this guy at Charlton turned down. Seemingly had a good first half against West Ham tonight. So if we're going to buy him, see all this, oh, he's out of contract in four months. I really couldn't give a shit about what he's out, what he's out in four months. If, if he's a million pound, just pay it. And then our biggest problem position is solved. Yeah. And we then look as if we've got a really good team. And the reason, you know, like Kevin said, we finally got into 3 5 2. It's because we've had the players fit enough to play three five two, and the right players in the right position. I don't think, but well, you know, we play. Who's a beaton was injured against 
was it Ferns Varus was he injured or he was on the bench. He's played centre half. El Hamid's played centre half and had a disaster. Um, you know that that was. He doesn't. He can't convince me he's an international football player with that. He, he didn't just make one mistake. He made three mistakes because he missed. He missed foul on him and then he missed the tackle on him as well at the end. So he he doesn't look as if he's the answer. The other two are as soft as putty. Unfortunately, we've now got a big bruiser in there that might attack all the balls that come into our box and the other box. Like me, like you saw his goal the other day when he absolutely flattened Julian to get to the ball. We haven't had that for well since Mialbi. <laughs> yeah, just a, just on the three five two. I I mean I don't know. Maybe it is the fact that we had he had two fit, fitish strikers, but I I think part of it was he wanted to. Find a place for El Yunusi. Now, a good manager, a really good manager, would, you know, if you love El Yunusi so much, you you have to find a way to play him. You have to find a system that utilizes him in the way that you that you know that you want him as a member of your first eleven. You got to find a, a team, a formation that, that accommodates him. So far, he hasn't been able to do that. So hence, he ends up on the bench. I wonder what he was thinking sitting on the bench. At Ross County on Saturday, thinking, "What the hell am I doing?" Um, anyway, it came on the game itself. Uh, Kev, any thoughts on it? Uh, five goals. Um, yeah, uh, front the. I mean, you could say it was over after you know your two up after after twenty minutes. I thought the first half they were a little bit ropey. Uh, we could have conceded one or two. I thought the goalie did no no too bad in the first half. Um, but the second half got the early goal and it was. It was uh, easy street after that. So uh, I mean, ov- overall, you know, five nothing away from home, you can't really complain, can you? And it was certainly encouraging. And you know, as we say, the formation definitely suits them. Once they get a left wing back in, I think that's that's definitely the way to go. Um, that's assuming, of course, that we hang on to Edward past October. But mm. I suppose that's a, that's another debate to be had. But um, yeah, I thought it was a good it was a good result, good performance, and. Um, I injected a wee bit more optim- optimism because it's been a pretty miserable start to the season. He, uh, just on, uh, what did you, I, I never really noticed Duffy playing at Brighton. I don't watch many Brighton games. Uh, one, what did you think of him as a signing, Kev, and uh, his performance on Saturday? Aye, I, I thought it was a, a good a good signing because he's the kind of dominant centre-half that, as Remy said, we've not had for a very long time. Certainly, he's not going to get rumbled up uh, in the way that Ayer and Julien can be. Um, it was interesting. He played on on the right, in the three at the back. Um, so I wonder. I thought he might have been more a kind of guy in the middle. But uh, there was one or two little uh, nervy moments at this uh, at the start of the game. But other than that, he, he, he strolled through, it and it was a, a, a like yourself. I've not really seen very much of the guy, but. Looked up some stuff on YouTube since we signed them, and uh, it was a typical Duffy goal. He, tend, he manages to get his head on just about everything that, that comes into the box because uh, he's massive and he's <laughs> brilliant in the air. So uh, I, I can see him being a, a pretty successful sign, and I think we should forget any notion that I'm um, staying here past the end of the season. Or even the way he talks, he talks about his time here. So it's I don't think he's got any interest in staying past the end of the season so I think we just have to try and enjoy it while he's here The uh, good goal against I think it was Bulgaria Rem what did you think of him as a signing? Uh, I haven't seen a lot of them um, don't watch as you know I'm not a uh, cheerleader for international football and uh, I particularly don't like watching shite teams like Scotland or Ireland so <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of them but I saw his goal uh, against Bulgaria it was a cracker Good header. Uh, it was a, it was a great header. Um, you know, obviously, I've seen some of the goals he has scored since we like about like Kevin since we signed him. Um, I, I know what he's like. He's a big dominant centre half. I'm, I'm the same as Kevin. I was quite surprised that he was on the right of the three. Um, and I, but I wouldn't be surprised if over the next few weeks, as they all settle in, he moves into the middle. Um, but we, we we are a bit lacking. Ayer is definitely not a left-sided centre-half. Um, and that's one of the reasons why we, we need to get a left-sided, we need to get a left wing-back to get some balance on that side because your left-hand your left hand side's got two right-footed players. 
Um, and that's, you know, that's no ideal. Um, so Duffy, to me, on paper, is a great signing. Bit rusty at the start, that's understandable. But he definitely settled into the game. And I don't see the likes of uh, Nicky Cabamba and Sam Cosgrove and uh, Alfredo Morelos causing him any problems. I mean, if they try to, as Kevin said, if they try to rumble him up, they're, you know, they're going to get flattened. Um, he, he's, you know, he's he's not going to he's not going to be like Julian and shite it for like the London Dykes of the league. You know, he, there's no chance of that happening. So, I would hope that while he is here, he helps to develop the other two and teaches them how to defend properly. You know, and if Ayer continues to go to go to ground, which he, to be fair, he is. He looks as if he's stopping. You know, he'll he'll get a, a flea in his ear from a, a defender and he'll learn from watching him and playing with him and he, he looks and sounds like a leader which you know we, we need um, you know if if Brown is going to play less games this season we need a leader on the pitch and I think that's he's the ideal guy to do it the uh, I don't besmirching Lyndon Dykes player of the game QPR on Saturday ripping up the championship according to Mark Aye, uh, the, the magic hat <laughs> That's some league. Scotland that's some league. Well. And that's some manager. Yeah, I did. He scored against the Czech BB. He must be some player. <laughs> uh, the goals. I'm just going looking back here. Uh, a jetty. He looks a bit like Gary Hooper. Kevin, am I right? I have heard that comparison a lot. Yeah, he certainly knows knows where the where the goal is. He certainly he seems to be a, a a bit of a poacher. He took his goal well, but just dropped to him and he. Stuck it away on Saturday, so uh, yeah. I mean, what, is that three goals in, in three games or something? Yeah, so like that. Um, yep. yeah, it's uh, it looks looks pretty good. And for a guy who clearly still isn't absolutely one hundred percent match fit, then you've got to imagine there's quite a lot still to come from him. So he looks at the moment anyway like he could be a really good signing as well. Um, and the other, uh, the other was Clamala scored, although. Did you see the one he missed, Remy? What about the Lord Sunday? How did well, he miss? I, I, I think, I think he, uh, well, let's just say he, he he made a complete pig's ear of it. And you know, I, I saw, oh, he was really unlucky to hit the guy in the line. He had the whole goal aim from aim for. All he had to do was just pass it. He didn't have to blast it; just pass it into the net. Um, but you know, he didn't let it get him down, and he finished his next chance really well. He's got two goals. Um, he looks a threat. He makes good runs. He makes runs that our other two strikers don't make. He's causing problems. He looks like a good sub to have. Um, I, I, you know, obviously he's still in development mode, but he is definitely improving. Um, he's getting more minutes on the pitch. I think he'll score ten goals this season, and and I don't think. You could say that about any of our third-choice strikers over the last few years, that they would actually yeah. get anywhere near 10 goals. Some of them, they couldn't even get a shot on target. I so, you know, you, you, look at, you, you look at and Bangura and folk like that, you know, you, you look at him and you think, he's definitely, to me, he's definitely got something. He changed the game against Motherwell when he came on at half-time and we actually had a striker running the lines and pulling our defence all over the place where Christie had been going backwards in the first half. So he knows the runs to make. He's still he's young and he's learning. And you know, as he gets more used to putting the ball in the net, he'll be more calm in front of an empty net. I would hope. Um, he scored but, I mean, a good goal for. He, he, right. um, he scored a good goal for Aye. the Polish under twenty ones as well. Oh, hang on yeah. a minute! If we're slaughtering Lyndon Dykes for scoring against the Czech BB, we can't. We can't see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, they were, the Poland were playing against France. Was it France? No, no, it wasn't. wasn't I, it I France? just thought I would shoot you down there. All right, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was something like Kazakhstan. Aye, exactly. Uh, but it was a nice finish. It was a good finish. Uh, here, another uh, maybe a straw in the wind. Uh, although uh, Brown subbed off. That's I think mean, that's two league games in a row. He's been subbed off. Uh, 77 minutes hardly subbed off I guess uh, Turnbull got 13 minutes 
Uh, we we do have to. They're going to have to pair back Brown's game time, aren't they, Kev? It's got to. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, that that is it is noticeable that I he doesn't really play ninety minutes anymore. But it's how long will it be that way round where he starts the game and maybe comes off with 20, 25 minutes to go? When will Lennon bite the bullet or will Lennon bite the bullet and maybe bring him off the bench rather than starting him every game, you know? Because, I mean, there's loads of games. Tomorrow night, for example, I think would yeah. be an opportunity where you could get away with no playing him for the start. Um, and, yeah, de- I mean, definitely. I mean, the guy's legs are starting to go. I mean, it's... What age is he now? 35? 35. Right. So... I mean, yeah, Lennon, Lennon should know, though, right? Because if Lennon, Lennon played a season too far with Celtic mm-hmm. as, a, as a player. His last season, he, he lost all his mobility. Right? He was never the quickest player, but he could read the game really well. And he was... You know, Lennon was a great player. But in yeah. the last year, his legs had gone. And... You know, and I bet he was still hitting all the numbers in the bleak test. But Brown's giving away fouls that he would never give away. He just looks, you know, I agree, he shouldn't play every game. And I, I would actually probably play him tomorrow, but I wouldn't play him at home against Livingston because we're going to have so much of the ball. So do we need mm. him against Livingston? We might need him in an away game. So I, I think these are the sort of decisions that Lennon's got to make and he's got to manage Scott Brown through the season. I want Scott Brown to go out with, what, you know, it's a ten in a row captain, but not everybody saying, "Well, oh, Scott Brown's done. He was shite all season." There are games he can play, no problem, and he will be absolutely fine. But we need to manage his legacy as well as his legs. Very, that's a great line. That's a, a great line. It's true. Uh, very good point. I Brent. just thought that up there as well. I wow. think I should be a journalist. Uh, no, you're all right. And <laughs> now you're far too clever. <laughs> The, uh, I did notice, I can't remember who it was, I read a piece saying that uh, that Brown's uh, involvement in the, any kind of creative play at the weekend was severely limited, much more so than than uh, than in recent times, uh, i.e. You know, it was either McGregor or, or Cham um, basically in charge of of uh, starting moves, etc, etc. So maybe that's one way to manage him, uh, manage him as well. Um Although I don't know why you would have him on the park uh, if it's just a case of him trying to win duels and trying to recover the ball. I don't think he does that anywhere near as well as he used to. But uh, Rem, you're dead right. Uh, manages legacy as well as his legs. Good point here. What's uh, the? Uh, I'm worried, Rem, if the league. Uh, uh, actually, Kev, you might know this right. as well. You've got a view about the if the league was called. There's so many COVID cases going on now. Uh, when do you think they would call the league? Because I said, "Well, I was just saying that to Amy. I was saying, hey, what if that, we'll lose the league? We better start scoring a barload of goals." <laughs> why, why, why would we lose the, if they called it right now, Lawrence? How would we lose the league? Well, is it not points per game? Oh right, no! And we've we'll right. the exact same points uh, per game true. as the team that's at the top, and we've yeah. actually got a better goal difference. And, and, and if you take our we goal, get the same goal goal scored as they have. Yeah. So if we win our two games in hand, and, and, and in, in theory, well, not in theory, we're playing one of the games, <laughs> one of the ball and goalie catch-up games tomorrow, uh-huh. and, then we, and then we play Livingston on Saturday, although it's not our game in hand. Mm-hmm. So we'll have played two games. We should be top of the league on Saturday night, so they can call it then. <laughs> Here, Kev, you're a you're a big thinker. By Saturday night, uh, yeah, good night that. Uh, you're a big thinker, big strategic thinker, Kev. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely not. The uh, do you think uh, when do you think would be a reasonable time to call a league? Oh Jesus! No, something well, serious. Hi, well, no, I think well, the teams would need to have played each other at least twice. Right, so. Halfway through well, the halfway, year. Aye, I don't. You, you couldn't call it before then. No way. Uh, I was just, I was just wondering. I was just, as I say, it was a text call or a phone call with Remy the other day. I was just panicking. <laughs> have you seen? <laughs> have think, you? I think when you say we're just panicking, I think you mean you were just panicking. Well, there you go. <laughs> the uh, you kept. Have you seen them at all? I, mean, I don't know when they'll call it. I don't know when you'll call it, but I mean. It, it's got to be at least 20, 22 games, but if it's 22 games and both teams have got the same points, you can't call it. Yeah, you can't call it. Fair enough. 
here at Kev, have you seen Espanol this year? Espanol FC, Govan? Uh, oh, I was going to say, who are you talking about? <laughs> uh, no, haven't I? Have you? I honestly try to avoid watching them. I don't even watch the highlights. I I watch the highlights. I have to say, Rem, uh, Ryan Kent looks like a decent player these days. He's uh, he's the best player, but that uh, doesn't say a lot. Um, have you seen them much? I've seen a couple of their games. I mean, I, I'm 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 not as bitter as Kevin, obviously, but I mean, what, what <laughs> I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. Oh, you're bitter. Shut up. <laughs> Hold on. Fish. It's turned into a fishing podcast. Right, okay. What I do is. <laughs> What, what what I do is I'll watch them and if they go if they score and go ahead I turn it off. I'm, I'm, only, I'm, only, I'm only interested in watching them when I think they won't win. All right, okay. uh, so I, I actually endured the whole Livingston game, uh, which was absolutely atrocious. Uh, they were so bad. Um, I think I said to you the time Eaton Eaton however you pronounce it you'll probably pronounce it somewhat I ten. He's he's a donkey. Right? He is a donkey. Uh, Roof is not a natural striker and they're relying on Kent they are relying on Kent um, Hadji's a show pony really yeah. slow um, their midfield's workman like I, I, well they're a better they're a better team because they're better organised right? I mean Beal was obviously a better organised than Warburton and the, the St. Pedro St. Pedro was but they're still not that good um, and you know they've got Good attack throwbacks. Defensively, they're still pretty weak. Um, I, I don't see a lot to fear. I mean, it, I, I really genuinely believe that they will have to sell a player before the end of the transfer window. And that the one that they want to sell, the problem they have there is nobody wants them. Oh, there was a brilliant... Which means, then, which means they then have to sell somebody they don't want to sell. The, uh, there was a, I think it might be the Scottish Sun today, Kev, but it was the 34 clubs that he'd been wiped with. <laughs> it, it was magic. <laughs> it, was, it was really well done because of the badges. And oh. I was looking at some of the badges thinking, is that Inter Milan? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was AC Milan, by the way. The other one I was yeah, laughing at was Borussia Dortmund. I was like, what? They'll get rid of that, they've got rid of that big lump they've got up front just now and bring in Alfie. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, that. It's incredible. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, yeah. Sorry, go nobody, on. Nobody wants them. Nobody wants them, right? I mean, Leo, Leo played them because they wanted the other guy, Jonathan David. So they played them. And while, while the, the, the Leo president, I think he is actually the only club official to officially admit they bid for Morelos, didn't say how much they bid. Yeah. Right. So it was put out by the Rangers News ex staffers that all worked the tabloids that it was sixteen million, but Rangers were putting their foot down and holding out for twenty. His value is down every week. Nobody's paying twenty million for him. Nobody. The uh... so they've backed themselves into a corner with a stupid valuation of him because he's only worth what somebody's willing to pay. The uh, anyway, my papa. I just watched the YouTube. Okay, I just watched four minutes. I thought uh, I thought Kent looked really quite good. Uh, so we'll need to that first game. Uh, that first game against them. I've tell you what, if Neil Lennon. Right, well, I, I, I saw the I saw his goal right on Saturday. Good keeper saves that well, straight through him. The uh, if Neil Lennon plays four two three one against them, I'm chucking it. Well, the thing is, is I mean, that is going to be the big test because, yes. again, the last two or three times we've played them, um, you've got to admit, they've been a better team. Uh, Lennon's been out-thought. I think maybe at times Lennon overthinks things when, before big games, which is why he comes up with these mad uh, team selections. Um, so the next, it will be, we can't, the days of 5-1 and 5-0 and all that are gone, you know what I mean? It's going to be a real test for Lennon, I think. He's got to get his tactics right and he's no managed that the last few times we've played them. Uh, they seem to have the measure, or Gerrard seem to have the measure of Lennon. Um, and he needs, to, he needs to sort it for uh, the next game, October the 17th, which is also my, my birthday. So, there you go. 
you could either be a great birthday or an absolutely oh, miserable can, one. Can you imagine? Oh, what a <laughs> rotten birthday that would be. Here, uh, game tomorrow night. Kev, uh, we'll wrap this up. Uh, you're going to pick a team for us and we're going to pull it apart. On you go. <laughs> what, uh, what system are you playing? Well, it's going to need to be 3-5-2. I mean, it's hard to see past them playing the same team, really. I know I said earlier on about maybe... I mean, well, all right, I say, right, I'll stick with what I said. Don't play Brown. Drop uh, McGregor back into that um, role in front of the uh, back three and uh, give, give Turnbull a start give instead. Yeah. So that would be Turnbull and Cham and uh, McGregor in the middle. I guess you'll need to have... I guess he'll stick with Forrest on the left. Frimpong didn't do anything wrong, so he keeps his place and it'll be the same back three, the same goalie. That would be my... I don't think that'll be the team, but that would probably be the team that I would pick. Sounds pretty sensible to me. Uh, yeah, right. Just when you highlight that there, Kev, uh, Rem, it uh, it does highlight that left wing-back issue, doesn't it? Although, we buy a, a left wing-back and then, then he's got the problem of, uh, of Frimpong or Forrest. And, and Forrest appears to be undroppable for Neil Lennon. Uh, interesting uh, interesting uh, conundrum. What do you think of uh, Kevin's team, Remy? Is it worthy of him coming back on yes. the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what I think we should do is we should set all the podcast start times as 10.15 and then he can. I think... I think I, 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 I can see his logic, but I, I think oh. it will be the same team. No, no, I just I, I, same as no, you. I, I think, think it'll be the same it, team. I think it will be as well. But because I said earlier, maybe no play Brown. That's why I've said it just to be contrary. But I think you're right. You win five now. Uh, even Lennon surely wouldn't he then play a different team four days later. Mm. Well, he did actually because I think a few weeks ago when we when we beat uh, who was we beat that Icelandic mob six nothing. <laughs> we were trying yeah. to pick a team, and we both said, "We always say, ah, no, nah, no real reason. You'd be really upset if the team get changed and it changed the team." <laughs> so, you know, he's got a lot of players. He's got a lot of players to keep happy. You take, you take Lawrence's point. Where do you play El You know, right now we need to get a Yeti match sharp. Uh, we need to have a Yeti up to ninety minutes speed because that boy's lethal. He is lethal. He, he is nothing like anything else we have you know that that chance Klamala missed I yet he's not oh, missing that no chance oh, you're right yeah you guarantee it and he's he's already scored a big goal an, an important goal he, he just he just he, turn, he just hits it he doesn't he doesn't need four touches he hits it and he hits them on target I think his first three shots in Scotland were on target and were goals I think he was averaging a goal every 11 minutes you know, we, we've known a finisher like that since Cadet, you know, and, and I know somebody's already started shouting about Larson, but Cadet was a better finisher, better finisher than Larson. Not a better player, not a better striker, a better finisher. Uh, you, uh, Remy, you've confirmed uh, with Kevin's team, uh, what's the uh, score prediction? We'll lose. So they've got that, <laughs> diddy, they've got that, diddy, no, they've got that diddy hearts goalie in, so I think we'll be. Four oh, nothing. There you go. It sounds good to me. Kev, what's your uh, prediction for the game? I'll I'll go three 0 Three 0 uh, Is it uh, what choice goalie is it? Is it third choice or what, what, I don't know. What is no, it? no. They're playing. They're, they're missing three goals. Well, the, the the third choice goalie uh, is is allowed to play now because he he's right, tested. Okay. He's his tests have come through okay. So the story today was he's going to be on the bench instead of Jamie Langfield and Bobby's Lamal is still going to play. Oh. He's going to be the starting goalie. Because the third choice keeper is a, a young guy, I think, who's never played a game. So I don't think they want to throw him in against us. Uh, so it'll be Lamal and goals. And, uh, you know, they, they, they got a doing off Hibson Saturday. Um, so they're not in the best of form. Next Celtic manager... Uh, Ross, just saying. Oh, no, you're not still. You're still <laughs> like do, that, do, you, do, you, do you think Alan Burrows will appoint him? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. Anyway, listen, Kev, you've been brilliant. You've really lifted this podcast up. You, you, you're, 
I'm not sure about that. <laughs> a bit, bit of quality. Listen, <laughs> hey, bro, you like to have a big thinker on, don't you, Remy? I mean, you want the big brains on, don't you? <laughs> Oh, did Harry turn us down? Eh? Aye, oh, Christ. oh, I think Harry's in hiding. Oof, after that. Should we talk about that? Oh, better, we better not talk about that. Anyway, Harry, hope you're doing well, wherever you are. He's flat sharing with Salman Rushdie. Kev, talk to you soon, pal. All the best. Cheers, Lawrence. Cheers, Remy. Cheers, Kev.